Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cast of Drips Blood. This is Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Maniac Mike and Jigsaw Jody. How you doing, starting with you, Maniac Mike? Doing pretty good. I uh, hope everybody had a good New Year's, a good Christmas. Uh, it's been good. Oh, yeah. 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 Good stuff. It is. We are recording this on New Year's Day. Uh, New Year, same podcast. And, you know, good stuff. Maybe we each have New Year's resolutions or whatever. Uh, mine's to watch more extreme movies. Uh, <laughs> but either way, um, Jigsaw Jody, how are you doing today? Doing good. Ready to tackle the new year. New year of cinema, new year of activities, new year of life, and just ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, definitely always something going on. You know? So hopefully this year uh, brings forth some good things. It's, it seems to be the last couple of years they've really taken a nosedive uh, <laughs> in, in quality. Um, but there's plenty of good things to be found. Uh, within the year, and that's actually what we're celebrating today, is all of the great movies. As uh, strange of a year as it's been, and how hard it would be to actually produce these movies, uh, we have some good ones this year, and we're going to be talking about those with our top 10 horror movies of the year lists, and I'm sure we're all going to have some interesting takes and picks um, from these, but before we get into that, Maniac Mike, I'm going to kick it over to you. What have you been watching? Well, I've watched a few movies this week. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm kind of behind on logging them. Um, I will start out with uh, my Christmas morning viewing of Six String Samurai, uh, a newer Vinegar Syndrome 4K release. And this movie's trash and horrible. Uh, but it is a great time. Um, it is pretty much kind of a rockabilly version of Mad Max, just with zero budget. Um, you know, so if you ever wanted to see a guy roaming a wasteland with a sword, fighting a bowling team, Russians, uh, some underground mutant people, and uh, death, then uh, check out Six String Samurai. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it um, it's pretty weird and out there. Uh, the music is surprisingly really good in it. And um, I can see why it's kind of a cult hit. I really can. It's 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 got some pretty iconic moments um, in both how bad and absurd it can be. So uh, check out Six String Samurai if you can. I give it a 7 out of 10. It's a 
It's a bad movie, but it's kind of bad in all the right ways. Um, another Christmas Day viewing was uh, I watched my 4K cut of uh, Summer of 84. That was uh, put out by a company called Gunpowder and Sky. Um, and it looks really good. And Summer... Partner label. Yep. Um, uh, but it's it's a Summer of 84 is a great movie. It's a it's a 10 out of 10. Uh, it's still one of my most enjoyable movies of 2018. And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. It uh, It'll definitely mess with your head a little bit as you're kind of going through the movie. Um, and then Shudder got one of my, another one of my favorite horror movies that's come out the last few years. Uh, and that's The Invitation, directed by Karen Kusama. Um, I really dig this movie. It's it's kind of slow and talky, but it's it's really unsettling. And then kind of where it goes to at the end um, kind of comes out of nowhere. And uh, it, it needs to be watched. Uh, that, that movie's an 8 out of 10. I really enjoy that. Uh, it used to be on Netflix for a long time, and now uh, Shudder's picked it up. So check that out. Um, another movie that I'll, I'll talk about is uh, the... I've, caught the matrix resurrections um and i was a little bit disappointed with this movie um the first half had me and then the second half lost me um and i which i had pretty high expectations because it is a matrix movie and so some of it's my fault but also i think that the movie does have some fundamental flaws of kind of shoehorning things in just kind of as a wink and a nod uh, saying like, yep, see, you see what we did there? Mm-hmm. And I think they could have done without that and been just more of what the Matrix always has been. And um, one of my biggest issues is, and, and I actually just, and I'll get to this in a minute, but I, I rewatched the first Matrix movie and I was disappointed with some of the fight scenes. Um the choreography and the action just, in my opinion, wasn't up to snuff uh, for the, the the Matrix franchise. It does have a good uh, chase scene in it that I enjoyed, but some of the hand-to-hand gun fu and, and kung fu fighting that they do, it just, I don't know, it left me, left me wanting. Um, but I, I still enjoyed the movie overall. I do give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, if you're a fan of the franchise, you definitely need to see it. Um and it's it's definitely worth checking out. It does have some. It is a very pretty movie. It does have some pretty good effects. Um, so check it out. I'm with you. I, I thought the second half was the worst aspect of the movie. Uh, the first half was really awesome. Yep. Um, you, uh, I love Keanu. Let, let's just say that. But man, that dude is stiff as an actor. Oh my lands. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get um, some emotion out of that guy. Is, is rough. Uh, so the opening bit of this with, with him too was was not not terribly good. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and I'm yeah. gonna try to tread around a spoiler, but one of my favorite characters was in the last half of the movie, but he also wasn't. Um, and you just have to watch the movie. That there's a character, and I won't even give the name out, although he is a main character in the film. Uh, through the first half of the film, like he was my favorite character. And then he kind of takes a back seat 
and he's yeah. still there, but he's not. And, and David and Jody, I think you know kind of who I'm talking about. Um, I, I think I know, and if, and if I'm correct, I, I love what they did. And then, yeah, they didn't just use, use them enough. Yeah, and he was one of the best parts of the movie. Like I said, I, I'm kind of dancing around spoilers because I don't want to give any details away because there there is actually a few spoilers in the film. Uh, it's not what you think it is, the, the movie as a whole. Um, and also, I I do think the writing could have been a bit stronger. Um, it's better than the third one. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's it's no, it's not the original one. It is intended to be more romance than action. <coughs> I know that yes. Weird. But yep. You'll you'll understand when you see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's definitely a big part of it. Like the action takes a back seat, and depending on what you're coming to the Matrix for, which most people, it's the action. You could be disappointed. So just keep your expectations in check for what it is, I guess. Yep. Uh, but I agree with the score. 7 out of 10 is where I'm at. Yep. Still, it's still an enjoyable film, and, and I do recommend it. Um, the next movie I'll talk about, which I haven't even logged this one yet, uh, is I did go see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, and this movie was amazing. Uh, they took a lot of characters and combined them together in a way that didn't feel like they were just doing it to make the fans happy. Like there was a legit reason and you could understand the reason. And this Unlike The Matrix, this is actually fan service done right because they made a, a great movie around the fan service. Um, I can't recommend this movie enough. Uh, it's another movie that does have some spoilers, so I'm not going to really give away any plot or anything. Just go see it. Um, and I give this movie a 9 out of 10. Um it is a little bit of a long sit and it does get a little bit slow in the middle. Uh, but the ending definitely makes up for it. Um, and, uh, I was glad to see, uh, Dr. Otto Octavius back. Um, you know, Alfred Molina, uh, cause I love that dude in the original spider, Sam Raimi Spider-Man's. And then he's great in this one too. And there's a lot of really good characters. Andrew Garfield knocks it out of the park. Um, you know, Jamie Foxx is good. Uh, Willem Dafoe was great. You know, it, just go see it. It's a great movie. Uh, it's nine out of 10. Uh, go into it uh, kind of blind. Don't watch reviews. Don't watch, you know, try to stay away from the spoilers. Um, cause this one will have some surprises for you. Um, so nine out of 10, I, I recommend that movie. Um, and that's what I've been watching. Excellent choices. Definitely some good movies. I, I agree. I did like Spider-Man quite a bit. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what have you been watching? Mike, you mean that Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx from like the old movies, right? With that they knocked it out of the park? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Alright, so I kicked off the week with uh, spoiler for next week, my number one movie of the year. Paul... Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. And I just thought it was absolutely phenomenal. And it's not really about much of anything, uh, but other than meandering through 
uh, romance in the 70s. And um, just really freaking good. And I'll just leave it at that. And I hope everyone gets a chance to see it at some point. Um, probably my third favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie after There Will Be Blood and Boogie Nights. So it's really up there. Um, couple of Christmas little binges. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey one. Give that a seven. California. <laughs> uh, we watched one just for for mostly making fun purposes last year called A California Christmas. Um, it was a movie that had maybe five minutes or less of actual Christmas content. So we joked that they just kind of like filmed that real quick in an extra scene or two. And then, uh, but yeah, so they came out with a sequel to it. And so then we had to watch that. I give that a three out of 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, watch the King's man. Give that an eight out of 10. That okay. was a good time at the theater. Uh, okay. So then I did back to back matrix two, three, and four. And I just got to say, like, being 22 when the first Matrix came out and a huge cinema fan and, th- and just like so many things that I had never seen before. And I just thought it was so neat. And it went way beyond just being an action movie. And it has a lot of like interesting points. I know we talked about like last time on the show, like that, like people point out that might about like trans politics and they even they actually even bring that up. There's like a focus group of what the Matrix is about in the new Matrix movie. Yeah. And someone says yeah, trans that. politics. So <laughs> I thought about that. But yeah, so the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, the way it can best, like it's just a numbing of all the senses because there's, it's a rotation of the entire film of being mind numbing action and then mind numbing like exposition where they're talking about God knows what. And, you know, then, you know, there's this big action scene and now they're in a French restaurant talking to this French guy and then another big, huge action scene. And then now he's in a white room talking to a guy in a, you know, Santa Claus looking dude. I don't know. I I love a lot of this cool stuff in it. Uh, But then Matrix Revolutions came out and I was in film school at the time and. Yeah, there was a lot of unhappy people in class that Monday. And, you know, because we would always get together before class on Monday and talk about the weekend's releases. And there wasn't a single person who who liked the Matrix conclusion of the trilogy. Um, I give I, I torn between giving that a four and a five. But yeah, just it's so like it always it's like kind of like broke my heart because I just loved it. Like I was like the like, I don't know. I was your your t- stereotypical fanboy back in my early 20s. So, man, I was all about the Matrix. Did you see the Matrix? And this is like the Matrix, oh, the Matrix, this Matrix, that. And then I was never satisfied with the sequels. So I had always just wished that they would have left Matrix 1 alone until now. My 18 years of seething ended when I walked out of Matrix Resurrections, but like looking like probably like Judd Nelson at the end of The Breakfast Club. Because I was stoked as you could possibly get. Um, being in my mid-40s now, I've come to appreciate things mo- on a more deeper level than just action. Uh, the, the, my favorite part about The Matrix, the first one, was The Matrix exe- itself. 
to me, that was always far more interesting than like when they're out of the matrix and they're like battling looks like, well, looks like a video game and they address that really, but where they're battling the little squid monsters in Zion and like, then they're in the robot city. And like, that was never, never good to me. So for them to spend this much time in the, in the matrix in this first, in this new movie, like I was thrilled and I liked the new characters. I liked the new villains and I really, really liked (laughs) you can wink and nod at me all you want. Cause I'll take it. Like it's nostalgia and throwbacks are my kink, I guess. I like, you know, I was feeling that way with Ghostbusters. I was feeling that way with Star Wars Episode 7, Force Awakens. Uh, give me all the callbacks and winks and nods that you can give me because that's what I live for. Um, happy, I live for happier times and like, like thinking about like how, how, how films made me feel back in the day. So, like, I, I'm all about that. So, uh, Matrix Resurrections, I ended up giving a 9 out of 10. Awesome. No, I'm, I'm really happy you liked it. I know some people that absolutely love this movie. It's one of their favorites of the year. And uh, I get it. I think there's a lot of those elements there. Uh, I did quite enjoy it. I know Maddie liked it a lot, too. So um, Good, good. Yeah, I mean, mo- most people seem to like it. We, we have, I will say it's, like, divided between theater goers. Like, we've actually had some people walk out and request refunds for it. Um, I can see that. But it, those were mostly people that just that uh, didn't know what was going on. One person was literally like, I just I I didn't know I needed to see that many of the other sequels. Like, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, the the really the the thing that it drives home the feeling for Resurrections is that like 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 how we're connected. Mm-hmm. So I just really dug that. Uh, my nephew was on Christmas break, so he came over and we did a double feature. He had never seen it. Uh, my Bloody Valentine, the original, and Benny Loves You, uh, which, like, obviously those are both fantastic films. Benny Loves You is a great little horror comedy. Um, nothing more, nothing less, just some disposable entertainment that's pretty funny. Um, but My Bloody Valentine, bless his heart, he, I, think he, I don't think he enjoyed it at all. Um, being... 16 so um <laughs> so but he but he, he didn't want to tell me that he didn't like it he's like yeah he's like but i could tell it in his voice he's like yeah it's pretty good uh but yeah he liked the kills so i should have just showed i just should have just showed him the james a Janese like kill count or whatever but i hate that normally I, i'm never about that just watch the movie like you're intended to do but i think he might have uh enjoyed that a little more uh, it was a little, admittedly, he, <laughs> we were laughing particularly at the like real goofy guy that's in it. And then the guy that has the big mustache. So we were getting like, kind of just like, I, th- I think they were just a little cheesy for him. Um, I watched a movie called Sacrifice with Barbara Crampton. It's a straight up Lovecraft movie uh, set in, stuff. yeah, Finland, I think, or just one, it's one of the Norse countries. Um, but man, they had things. I play Mansions of Madness, the board game. Um, they had some things in that movie that are straight. I mean, you know, the, you know, the things that are the game are from the books. So it's really straight from the books. But I say straight out of the game because it looks how it looks like the little the cards in the game. And so I got you know they're picking up those little statues. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. You know, you have to collect those in this one mission and stuff like that. But yeah, Mansions of Madness is one of my favorite games ever. So I got really excited to see a lot of the things from that game in that movie. So. I uh, watched Black Friday with Devin Saw and Bruce Campbell. Just 
average, pretty good. I liked it. Uh, I guess seven out of ten. Uh, Werewolves Within, I give an eight out of ten. That's a nice little whodunit kind of movie, but it's werewolves instead of a slasher. And watched Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, a fantastic cap off to one of my favorite shows that got canceled after season two. So they made a Christmas movie to wrap everything up, and it was it was perfect for what it is. And then today we went to the IMAX and saw Spider-Man No Way Home again, and I give that a 10 out of 10. Excellent. And that is it for me. Excellent. I like that. Uh, definitely some good choices. I'm sure Spider-Man looks great in IMAX. Well, I've got some interesting films uh, to talk about, and uh, I guess I'll go ahead and hop right in. I watched American Guinea Pig Bouquet of Guts and Gore. Uh, that was uh, what I watched, uh, you know, Christmas Eve night. Um, so that was a very interesting film to watch for that. Uh, very good stuff. Interesting uh, movie. Thematically, uh, there's a lot more to it than most people probably realize. I do recommend was, uh, listening to Bureau's take on like what he was trying to accomplish with the symbolism in this movie. Um, there's actually a lot of religious undertones in it that are kind of fascinating. Um, so basically this and then his movie Bloodshock uh, both actually had a lot of um, religious uh, undertones throughout. So it, it's kind of fascinating anyway, um, but but definitely uh, one worth checking out. It, it's most people's favorite movie in the series. I get why. It's pretty simple. Definitely a throwback to the original guinea pig. Then I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Uh, because generally I just watch that one since the beginning of it's a highlight clip of the first one and then you get the wild goofy second one too so it's really the best of both worlds <laughs> so uh got through Silent Night Deadly Night Part 2 uh we're we're checking out uh watch the 4k of Krampus uh, from Scream Factory uh, it looks great uh it really helps because um there's a lot of dark in the movie like when they're in the house later when the lights go out and everything um, so there's a lot of dark scenes and then the, uh, you know, upgraded HDR and color palette really helps those dark scenes pop and look quite a bit better. Um, so I, I do like that a lot. I watched a movie called Steel and Lace, uh, one of the first ones from that Vinegar Syndrome lot that I checked out. Um, it is a revenge movie and uh, it was excellent. So basically this woman is assaulted in an alley um, and the judge lets all of his friends give an alibi uh, for what he was doing um, and they all get away with it. And uh, but either way, uh, so she throws herself off a building um, to try and deal with it because she didn't want to take on um, the reporters and all that news media cycle about it. And uh, then uh, is revived as a sort of android and she goes to take uh, revenge on those that did uh, what they did. And it is an interesting take on that genre uh, and a very good one. I really thought it was pretty dang good. I, I liked it a lot. And then I watched New York Ninja, uh, the new VSA movie. And uh, yeah, it, it's awesome. <laughs> new York Ninja, it's, a, it's wild, uh, crazy, and uh, definitely something to watch to say the least. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen this yet, um, but, um, I'm not sure Jody, how you would react to it, but Mike, I think you'd, you'd probably like it. I know Steve would. Um, so I may actually bring that to him before too long. Yeah. I do want to watch that. The New York Ninja for sure. It's, it's a wild one to say the least. Basically they piece together what 
what was there uh, from a gem of a movie and, um, you know, and they got New York Ninja out of it. Uh, Don't Look Up, I watched. I, I liked this more than most seem to. Um, thanks to a lot of interesting performances and uh, some some of the commentaries a bit ham-fisted. Um, but there's a lot of this movie that's pretty pretty funny and smartly satirical. Um, and I do enjoy that. Excuse me. Then I watched The Five Venoms, uh, which I really like. Um, you know, that movie I've, I've really grown to like. So going through a lot of the Shaw Brothers movies, I have the uh, Arrow set for the Shaw Brothers and I bought a bunch of, um, you know, other boutique movies that, that are from there. Uh, so pretty excited. And this one was one of my favorites and it, it's just an awesome movie. Uh, the five Venoms is definitely worth checking out and watched nightmare alley, uh, which is, uh, interesting little film. Uh, so Guillermo del Toro, a joint that a lot of people don't even know existed. I don't know if it's what it is about it, but just people are not watching it. And um, they should. It's one of the best movies of the year. I think it'll probably get overlooked a bit in the Oscars because of it not being particularly popular, uh, which just sucks. You know, um, the movie is definitely well worth the attention. And uh, hopefully it finds its audience because it's, it's a great movie. Uh, one worth checking out. And then I watched Ebola Syndrome to finish it off. Uh, another uh, Vinegar Syndrome film. This is wild. <laughs> Uh, you wouldn't expect anything different, but uh, definitely, definitely a pretty wild movie. Uh, it's the director's follow-up after the untold story, um, about as extreme at times. Um, this is a pretty rough movie, uh, especially for Vinegar Syndrome, uh, who typically does more of the exploitation. This is definitely into the almost unearthed realm, uh, but definitely worth checking out. Uh, it is really good. It's just, um, you know, have the stomach for it for sure and know what you're in for. So so it's it's pretty good, though. I, I did quite enjoy that one. And, uh, yeah, that's all I've been watching. So we're going to take just a short break, and we'll be back with our top ten horror movies of the year. Welcome back to the Cast of Drips Blood. We are going to be talking about our 2021 Best of Horror Movies lists. And, excuse me. We have a ton of really good uh, movies to talk about. And uh, we got some honorable mentions before we get into our top tens. Maniac Mike, what are your honorable mentions of the? <coughs> okay, so uh, I got uh, five honorable mentions here, and these are in no particular order. Uh, I'm just going to kind of rifle them off. Uh, and these are five movies that just couldn't make it onto my list, although I'm sure they'll make it onto a lot of other people's lists. Uh, so the first one is the Fear Street Trilogy. On Netflix, I had a really good time with that, and it barely lost out on my list. Um, kind of an odd choice, but once you see it and you see the violence in it and uh, some of the scenes, you'll understand. But uh, I, I grouped kind of Mortal Kombat in with uh, as a horror, maybe even a, a violence exploitation movie. You know, I, I know it's an action film at its heart, but there is. Uh, some scary scenes in it, and there's plenty of violence, I think, to uh, to satiate horror fans out there. Um, and it's not technically horror, so that's why it didn't make my list, but I think horror fans can enjoy that. Uh, a Quiet Place 2, barely missed out. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, they kind of changed up the formula a little bit from the first movie. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Army of the Dead. 
probably one of the more fun movies or movies of the year. Um, had a lot of fun with that. Watched it multiple times with a lot of people this year. Um, and then the one that like, if I had a top 11 list, this would be number 11 and that's the new candy man. Uh, it's a great movie and, um, had a lot of fun with it. It's a good time. Uh, so that's my honorable mentions. So Jody, what about you? Well, for my honorable mentions, I would say I am going to start with, I have five as well. Uh, it's going to be Werewolves Within. It was a great time. Um, great horror comedy, and I guess it's based off a video game, which I didn't know until after we watched it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so Werewolves Within. Um, Evil Dies Tonight, but not on my top ten. <laughs> Halloween Kills would come in also. Honestly, if, if someone would have said, what's your number one horror movie going to be this year, I would have said Halloween Kills. But alas, that did not end up being the case. So next up after that is a fun little film that I quite enjoyed. What was easily the most hostile audience of any film that I saw this year. And that would be Numi Rapace in Lamb. And I got to tell you, like, it's like if Spider-Man, like if the two polar opposites of audiences... The hype that I had on opening night of Spider-Man and the screaming and yelling and cheering and throwing of things in the good kind of way. That would be like on the positive end of the spectrum. The negative end of the spectrum was Lamb. And I don't know. We've talked about this before. I don't know what people were expecting. Um, it's about Icelandic sheep farmers. So I, I don't know what the, if they were expecting, you know, like, Fast and Furious Nine level kind of like hype, but yeah, it it Some was exactly are pretty stupid. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was exactly what I thought it was was going to be, and for a while I did think it was going to make my top ten, but nope, it's an honorable mention. Uh, the last two honorable mentions I have is Simon Barrett's Seance, um, which is basically a scream type movie, uh, or like a Jallo kind of thing set at a girls' boarding school. I really like that a lot, and then. Hi, frickin' ya to Nicolas Cage in Prisoners of a Ghostland as my final honorable mention. Cool. Which should should yeah. just be my number one movie of the year for Hi, frickin' ya. <laughs> but it was great. Th- there we are, uh, rounding out my five honorable so, mentions. So, so whenever you said people were getting up, throwing stuff, and cheering and all that stuff, you gave me like Vietnam War type flashbacks of <laughs> cleaning them theaters. Maybe that explains why. Every time we go to clean them, it's uh, it's absolutely ghastly. <laughs> is Spider Man worse than others? Yes, 100%. yeah, it's just something. I, I, you, I don't uh, know if some... it's that it's so good. People think it's a great idea to to uh, you know bite the hand that feeds them the movie by throwing their popcorn and trash and drinks all over the ground. But yeah, it's awful. I won't do that. I paid for that. I'm not going to pay for it. And like, th- you, you would be shocked how many people just drop their candy on the ground. Like the entire thing. It's I, wild. I'm like, you I paid pretty good money for this candy. <laughs> yeah. You Why are you going to throw it on the freaking ground? Exactly. My favorites are, are some of the stuff you find that, that of course doesn't come from the theater. The other day I found a brick in the floor. <laughs> I swear to God. I found like a brick. A, 
like a mason brick? Yes. Oh, yeah, red tile brick. I swear to God. <laughs> I got it on the no blood on it. I, I looked. Uh, I, I honestly did think someone got murdered because there was some red slushy spilled down the down the line. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> so uh no 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 one was hurt. But uh, yeah, it, it was just a it was a break. Yeah. Uh, we find one shooters all the time. That's pretty common. So yeah, My bad. No, uh, uh, it makes you it makes you uh, you know you don't you don't drink nearly as much as some of these people do. One of my favorite combos was the time uh, during a kids movie, of all of all places. Unfortunately, found a couple one shooters in one seat and the seat right next to it, the thing of chapstick <laughs> uh, underneath that seat. So uh, nice. You can only guess as to what what happened there. So. <laughs> sorry to derail that i just thought it'd be funny a lot so there's probably plenty of viewers who have not worked at a movie theater so i thought there would be some funny funny stories there <laughs> i've been to two uh screenings of tommy wiseau's the room in which all sorts of things are thrown so see i wouldn't I be mad imagine. about that if that was the point you know like yeah. people stay after they're probably staffed just for that but whenever you get three movies in a row of everyone just absolutely trashing this theater that's yeah, a little rough. Weird. Shame <laughs> on you, Marvel fans. Uh, it's all good. I uh, keep keep at it. At least you're fun in it. I can't complain. Like, it, it's cool. Go see the movie. I'd rather you go see a movie and trash it than not see a movie. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, that leads me to my honorable mentions, uh, which I I have a feeling my list is going to be fairly unique, but we'll see. Uh, <coughs> <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. My honorable mention at number 15 is Seance, uh, Simon Barrett's Seance. Uh, Seance. I really like this movie. It's a great one. Um, like, like it's been said, it's Jallo-infused, really good stuff. Uh, my number 14 is Black Friday. really like this movie, actually. I thought it was awesome. I uh, had an even better time than I ever thought I would. would. Uh, so I'm pretty surprised at where it landed on the list. Um, and especially some of the movies that beat out. Uh, my number 13 is Werewolves Within. Uh, I love this movie. I, I think it really punched above its weight, uh, you know, at where the movie was and what it was. Like, it had some great twists, uh, some really cool performances. Uh, I really loved Werewolves Within. Uh, number 12 was another little indie movie called Come True. And uh, a lot of people probably haven't seen this yet, but it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, visually, it's fantastic. Um, just so much cool stuff going on with this one. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And at number 11, I have Spiral uh, from the Book of Saw. And I adored this. Uh, I thought it was a great project when it came out. I've watched it again since. Uh, I know there's some divided opinions on this movie, but uh, a lot of the people that I've talked to really like it. I think the uh, Chris Rock and the lead performance was just phenomenal. I liked where the story went. And uh, yeah, I like just about everything about Spiral from the Book of Saul. So those are my honorable mentions. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you, Maniac Mike. What is your number 10 uh, movie of the year? All right. My number 10, and it's kind of going to be controversial uh, after some of the movies that I had my honorable mentions. Um. And it's a Nick Cage movie, and that would be uh, Willy's Wonderland. This movie is a lot of fun. Um, 
it's uh, th- there's always usually one or two of these types of movies for me each year uh, that I just kind of gravitate towards. And this is it. Um, Nick Cage plays a main character that never says a word, but he does play a mean game of pinball. Uh, so if you're wanting something kind of goofy, fun, uh, and entertaining, uh, check out Willie's Wonderland, and that's my number 10. All right, Jigsaw Jody, what is your number 10? My number 10 is James Wan's Malignant. Definitely a really cool flick that keeps you guessing, and some really cool uh, practical effects and practical acting. And yeah, just a kind of a crazy movie out of the middle of nowhere. Um, so I dug it a lot. I'll get that number 10. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, definitely uh, interesting choice. Uh, we may see that. I have a feeling on some other people's list as well. Uh, my number 10 is VHS 94. Uh, Hail Ratma. <laughs> uh, easily my favorite of the VHS series. Uh, this has definitely become a bit of a cult hit. And uh, I love everything about it. I think it's kind of, in a way, flown under the radar. I think more horror fans really need to see this because this has everything. has your uh, almost ghost stories, has your creature feature, has your wild guinea pig-like over-the-top gore. Uh, what more can you want from a project? Uh, you know, I, that, that's what I ask. And uh, again, let's hail Ratman. Uh, VHS 94 is my number 10 movie uh, horror film of the year. Maniac Micah's, what is your number nine? Uh, my number nine is uh, a movie I kind of went into and I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Uh, but it actually had some pretty cool things to say. And it put a new spin on the vampire genre. And that is Boys from County Hell. Uh, really enjoyed this. Uh, for whatever reason, I tend to usually love Irish horror films um so i've uh, i've actually got a, a playlist of them that i'm seeking out some films to uh to watch a bunch more irish films but uh, if you want kind of a unique take on a traditional genre and traditional story uh go watch boys from county hell it's a good time it's my number nine awesome choice definitely like to see that on the list i did quite like that movie and, uh, i still do uh jigsaw jody what's your number nine my number nine is Candyman. I loved it quite a bit. The atmosphere of it was outstanding. I loved the new take on it. I loved the new characters. Um, just everything about it. I thought it was exceptionally well made. Um, as as kind of a kind of a sequel, but also reboot and remake and all that packaged into one. And just had a great time with it. And a really great theatrical experience with a dear friend. So it was a great time. So I give Candyman number nine. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad to see that show up on the list. Um, so that, that again may show up on, on mine. I don't know. Um, but at my number nine, I have a movie that I have a feeling may end up bumping up closer to the top um, after a rewatch. Uh, and that's Titan. Uh, really love this movie. Uh, it's wild. It's weird. You know, I just had a couple movies I liked more, uh, but definitely something up my alley and uh, one that really does need to be watched. It, it's a bit tough to define. You can get it on VOD, but to my knowledge, there's no physical release, which I think a lot of our listeners are probably waiting on. 
Um, so hopefully it finds that uh, distribution here soon because it's a must-watch movie and some wild stuff. Um, and I know uh, Jody liked it too. And Mike, I don't know if you've seen this one yet, uh, but definitely one to check out. So my number nine is Titan. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one yet. And uh, I look forward to checking that one out after hearing uh, both yours and Jody's reviews. Yeah, yeah. you just want to see the lady have sex with a car. You're very, well, you got to be very curious how that uh, happens. You know me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it does sound uh, rather wild and interesting, and I do want to check it out. It definitely is that. <laughs> All right. What's your number so, eight? My number eight is Evil Dies Tonight. That's Halloween Kills. Um, although I didn't, I don't think it's as good as a, of a movie as the 2018 Halloween. I had a lot better time with this one. This one is a, a movie you can sit down and have a lot of fun with. And that's more for what I go go to on like these, these top 10 lists is movies that I had a lot of fun with that I, I will recommend to people. Uh, they, they might not necessarily be the biggest critical hit, but uh, Halloween Kills it checks all those boxes. There's some good kills. Um, the, the story gets a little convoluted and kind of twists and turns and does some weird stuff. But at the end of the day, we want to see Michael Myers power up and do what he does best. And he does that in droves in this film. So my number eight, Halloween Kills. Excellent. Definitely like seeing that on there. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what is your number? My number eight is a best friendship movie and how the effect of a traumatic, terrifying event tests the bond of friendship. And that's a movie called The Boy Behind the Door. I've been, since I saw a festival screening of this last year and it got the the full release this year, I've been telling everyone to watch it. It's kind of a hard sell if they say, well, what's it about? And it does have some icky subject matter, of course. Um, but yeah, the two, the two boy best friends are incredible. They're great actors. Um, it has Pam from True Blood in it, and she's my favorite character in True Blood, so it's, it's always great to see her. But yeah, I recommend highly The Boy Behind the Door on Shutter, and that is my number eight. All right. I have a number eight movie. Uh, that I don't think anyone else has seen yet uh, in here, and that's The Stylist. Uh, Arrow Video released this movie, and uh, wow, this is incredible. Um, think Maniac with a hairdresser, and um, and just as dark and interesting of themes. This is wonderful. Uh, the lead actress is absolutely incredible. She's very captivating in the lead role. Um, and I, I think there's just a lot of interesting themes at play here. Um, but on top of that, it's beautifully shot. The costuming is superb. The story is great. And um, it's definitely a little indie movie, but it is wonderful. Um, and it's very underseen, unfortunately. I have the Arrow Blu-ray, um, and I'm very happy that I do. And I recommend other people check this one out. So my number eight is The Stylist. All right. Uh, my number seven is a movie that's been mentioned before on, uh, and that is Simon Barrett's Seance. Um, it's a really good time. It's not what you think it is. 
Uh, it is a Jallo whodunit, just like that was mentioned earlier, and it's done really well. There's some great moments of tension, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, go check it out. My number seven is Seance. Excellent choice. Uh, definitely a good one to hear from. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what is your number seven? My number seven is my third theatrical experience with you guys, and that is A Quiet Place Part Two. And, you know, you don't have to compare it and say it's good or not as good as the first one. I don't know, but if I had to, I'd say it's just, just the hair underneath the first one. But I just thought it was a phenomenal film, phenomenal acting. The kids are incredible in it. Um, Emily Blunt, man, I thought for sure she could get an Oscar nomination, but it's not looking that way. But just, you know, I still love the monster design and the concept of having to be quiet, which is, if you really think about it, one of the actually hardest things to do is to be silent. Even if you can, you know, be really good at not making any verbal sounds, but like, you know, floor, you know, leaves crunching, floors creaking under your weight like you know doors that have a creak to them like all that stuff that builds the tension and fear of trying to be completely silent so uh thought it was just about as good as the first one and you know quiet place part one made my top 10 that year so there's a quiet place part three hopefully that will make my top 10 that year but in the meantime quiet place two is my number seven all right excellent choice Uh, i do like to see that Uh, my number seven here is censor uh you know, this is a movie that's been uh, was around in film festivals. I do think this was at Sundance and uh, for good reason, man. It, it's a really awesome movie. Vinegar Syndrome has now picked it up and they did an absolutely wonderful uh, release of this. It's really cool looking. I love the themes it plays on. Stylistically, it's great. It has some awesome moments, some great kills, but also the best part of this one is its story and its dissection of the lead character. Uh, of this movie and it works extremely well i love everything about sensor uh so that means it is my number seven maniac mike what is your number six uh my number six and this should really come to no surprise uh to a lot of people that uh, know the type of movies that i watch uh and this would be psycho gorman uh i love the practical effects it's funny uh, it's a children's movie bathed in blood, and I really enjoyed it. So my number six, Psycho Goreman. Awesome. There we go. Like some Psycho Goreman. Jigsaw Jody, what's your number six? My number six is the one you just mentioned, the movie Censor. I'm a huge, huge, huge defender of films and content and i don't think they should be censored for any reason i don't mind age restrictions and that sort of thing but the outright banning of films and and editing of films by a third party that's not the artistic creator of the film i am not about that whatsoever so i kind of enjoyed like seeing the british film board to kind of get the middle finger um you know it's not pretty, pretty much, I don't think it's a secret that I don't care to watch very extreme or violent or over-the-top gory films, but I believe that anyone who wants to watch that should be able to watch it. It's your decision. I don't want anybody to rag on me or, you know, tell me I can't, you know, I'm weak or whatever, the P word, whatever, because I don't like to watch this stuff, but I'm also not going to be the same person 
that turns around and say, well, you shouldn't even be watching it in the first place. Cause I think that's everybody's personal choice. So censor really hit home for me. So that made my number six of the year. Awesome. Really cool. My uh, number six is Halloween kills. Um, really liked this one. Uh, has a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, this has been all over the place on opinions. I've heard people come down from like, this is one of the worst Halloween entries uh, that's out there to uh, one of the best. I quite loved it. Uh, seen it a couple times in the theater. Can't wait to get the physical release of this. And I just had a blast with it. I, I, I saw it three times in the theater. I remember that. I actually watched it two times in one night. And, um, you know, it was just a great time. And I love everything about it. Uh, Halloween Kills is just a phenomenal film. And, uh, yeah, that's why it's my number six. So, Maniac Mike, what is your number five? We're getting into the top five now. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. My number five is Censor. Um, and if you want to know my opinion, refer to the two previous little short blurbs about it. Cause I agree with everything. The only thing that I'll add is, uh, the character Enid played by, and I'm sorry if I butchered this name, uh, Niam Algar. She's phenomenal in this movie. Uh, she does a fantastic job, uh, with what she's tasked to do as an actress in this film. Uh, but censor is number five. It's a great movie. Excellent choice. Uh, I'm glad Censor made everyone's top ten list. That actually makes me really happy. Jigsaw Jody, what is your number five? Well, remember when I was saying about The Matrix 4 earlier, how I want callbacks and winks and nods and throwbacks and member berries? Also, then, of course, number five would be Ghostbusters Afterlife. All right. Heck yeah. Um, Definitely makes sense with uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, pretty pretty awesome movie. And you saw this a couple times in the theater, didn't you? Three times. Goodness. All right. Excellent. So, uh, no, glad to hear uh, Ghostbusters getting some love. It's a really good movie. Um, and uh, hopefully that did pretty well. I, I remember it doing fairly well um, in the box office. Yeah, it did so. decent. So, definitely, definitely happy to hear that one with uh, Ghostbusters. My number five is The Last Night in Soho. A great movie. Uh, Edgar Wright's Go at a Horror Film, uh, star, starring, uh, goodness, what's her name? Um, I, I know Anya Taylor Joy is in it. And then you have Thomas and McKenzie. That's right. Um, and this just uh, wonderful, almost dual performance, uh, super weird and artistic movie. I like a lot of this. This would have easily been probably my number one movie had it not gone overboard with some of the CGI towards the end that really took me out of it. Um, but I love everything about this movie. Um, I think it's wonderful. It's great to look at. The story is phenomenal. Um, it, it really works well on all cylinders. So uh, my number five is uh, Last Night in Soho. And then uh, Maniac Mike, what's your number four? All right, yeah, Last Night in Soho was one of the one of the movies that I never got to that I wanted to see. I just never had the opportunity to see it. Uh, but anyways, my number four is a movie kind of off the beaten track, uh, and this is on Shudder, and it's called The Power. Um, it's a very low-budget movie that uses its budget well, uh, uses darkness as a strength, and, uh, you know, really incorporates being in the dark into its story. 
and uh, it's just a good little horror film. Uh, it's very tight. The acting is very good in it. Um, you know, it knew what it wanted to do when it set out from the beginning and it accomplished it. So uh, my number four is The Power. I, I really love that movie. Awesome. Real good. <laughs> like to hear that quite a bit. Um, so Jigsaw Jody, what is your number four? My number four is actually three movies in one or sort of. It's the Fear Street trilogy. It was easily my number one most anticipated thing of anything in all of 2021. And by lands, it delivered. I loved all three parts. I watched each part as they came out and then had a party where we watched the whole trilogy all together. I've collected these books and been a huge fan of R.L. Stein for 32 years. And it was everything that I wanted. We got slasher elements. We got supernatural elements. We got like witch elements. Everything about it, it delivered. I wanted it. They did it just right. Uh, <laughs> there's that nostalgia again. That I mean, they just nailed. I think the one they nailed the best was easily the 90s one. Um, I thought the 70s one looked closer to 80s, to be honest, and seemed more like 80s than 70s. Uh, that, of course, none of us were around in the 1600s, so it's really hard to say how closely accurate they nailed 1600s life in Ohio. But, um, yeah, oh, man, I can't I can't wait for Mike Flanagan to do Christopher Pike. Uh, the Midnight Club is coming out soon on Netflix. That's going to be so good. Um, you know, and, and, and then, of course, even like the Goosebumps movies, especially the first one, like it like anything R.L. Stein I get my hands on, I'm going to like it. And be a fanboy anyways, but uh, the general consensus of everyone around me too, just like, cause I had to put myself in check a little bit and say, okay, are these awesome? Or am I just, you know, being a huge nerd right now? Like, no, 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 they're really good. So, um, so yeah, uh, the first one for me was a 10 and then the second one was a nine and the third one was an eight. So they did drop a number each time, but that averaged out the three of them to a nine. So that's how it landed its place on my list. So, yeah, number four is the Fear Street Trilogy. Excellent. I uh, find those movies to be pretty captivating and uh, glad to see them make a top ten list. My number four is Candyman. Uh, definitely love this movie. Absolutely highlight love this movie. Um, I actually got two shirts from two different companies uh, for this new movie. Um, I love it. It's just a great performance um, from the lead just wonderful film overall. I love the direction here. I think there's just so much talent on display here. From a visual perspective, it's amazing. From a story perspective of where they took the lore of Candyman, I think there's just so many excellent things that I want to highlight in this movie. Um, you know, and I've talked about it uh, at nauseum at this point, so I'm going to spare you the details. Uh, so if you don't know my opinions on it, just watch it. And uh, yeah, it, it's a great movie. Definitely worth checking out for sure. And uh, that's why it's my number four as Candyman. Maniac Mike, what is your number three? All right, breaking into the top three. And uh, this was one of them that I just watched recently. And it is a very high concept horror film that absolutely blew me away. And that's The Night House. Um, go watch this movie. Go in blind. No spoilers. Um and just kind of go with it. Uh, let the movie show you what it, where it's going and what it's doing. And um, it's one of them where you kind of do have to sit down and watch it and 
figure it out. Uh, but it blew me away. So uh, the night house, that's my number three. Really cool. Yeah, I, I definitely have a lot of love for that movie. I know um, definitely quite a bit of uh, people around me do do quite enjoy it. And uh, that brings it to you, Jody. Uh, what's your number three, buddy? Well, the last three are my only three 10 out of 10s for horror movies for the year. And I have been, they actually, they've jumped places quite a few times over the past few months. Every time I kind of re-rank movies or reconsider movies, then I kind of move them around a little bit. But I finally settled in uh, my number three, and it's it fell to number three because of the exact same reason that you said, Dave, and that is Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. And yeah, you're right. Had it had it not been for <laughs> for that like overuse of CGI, then and totally unnecessary. Too. Yeah, like yeah. they really so, didn't have to use it at all. Like I, I don't know why they did it. I really don't. So that uh, ended up being the the number three, the bottom of the three number ten or ten out of tens for me. But yeah, I've been a huge. I, there's not an Edgar Wright movie I don't like. Uh the only Edgar Wright movie that I haven't given a 10 is uh, the world's end. And I give that, I think either eight or nine. So yeah, if I had to, if I had to pick, you know, it's like Quentin Tarantino almost, if you have to pick their worst movie, I would say, I would say the world's end, but even then I would, I would just say Edgar Wright has no bad films. Fair enough. I, uh, I don't, I think I, I, I think I agree with you there. Um, I, I really like his filmography a lot. Um, definitely speaks to me a lot. Uh, my number three is, um, well, I'm going to have horror fans on me about two of these, uh, the last three, I think one for another reason. Uh, this one is Godzilla versus Kong. I'm sorry. Kaiju movies are horror movies to me. What's more horrifying than two absolutely giant creatures beating the shit out of each other that causes uh, earth shattering destruction and uh yeah so godzilla versus kong uh you know mild spoilers i'm not even gonna say it if you somehow haven't seen though godzilla versus kong what are you doing um you know i don't know i don't know you know why you wouldn't do that um, <laughs> but either way i i love godzilla movies i love uh, kong i love kaiju um you know and i i think Really loved where I think these Godzilla movies have just gotten progressively better. Um, this is definitely the Godzilla versus Kong that I always wanted. Um, you know, we got Godzilla versus Kong in the past, but it definitely wasn't this good. I could promise you that. Um, it was pretty rough. <laughs> so this time around, it was awesome. And <laughs> to show you where my priorities are, um, me and Maddie on our honeymoon when we went to the trip to Nashville for the horror convention. Uh, first night we were there, had to go seek out a theater to go see Godzilla versus Kong. So <laughs> there we go. So either way, that is my number three. And that brings you it to you, Maniac Mike. What is your number two? Uh, my number two is not a film. It is a series. Uh, it is uh, specifically a Netflix series directed by Mike Flanagan. And that is Midnight Mass. Um, you can call me a cheater or whatever all you want. I do not care. Um, this is some great storytelling, some great acting, uh, great writing, you know, direction. Um, 
it's just it's great all around. Uh, it's pretty powerful in its delivery and some of the things that it has to say, um, and in its visuals. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Midnight Mass. We talked about it for my uh, my birthday podcast here a few months ago, so go listen to that if you want a, a full roundtable discussion on it. Uh, because it does deserve a full roundtable discussion. There are, there are so many uh, things in this show to like and to talk about and to ponder over. Uh, my number two is Midnight Mass. Heck yeah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Jigsaw Jody, what's your number two? My number two was my number one. Now it's back to number two. And then it was number one again, and now it's down to number two. And it's one of the really cool <laughs> audience interaction kind of movies. Uh, it was actually the same theater and even the same screen as Lamb. They were a week apart in October. Um, when my dad was like visiting hours would be done at the hospital, they had like 10.30 p.m. showings of like both of these movies. So like one week I went up and saw Lamb and the other one I went and saw Titan. And I've never seen some of the crazy stuff that happens in this movie before. And fortunately, my audience was eating it up. There was a lot of kind of laughter, like kind of like uncomfortable, like uncomfortable, kind of like, I can't believe I'm seeing this kind of laughter. Oh, yeah. And I was too. And like, I was like, it's just that big remorse feeling of, man, I wish I had somebody here with me watching this with me. because. <laughs> It's just something. Um, yeah, I w- I'll agree. Uh, I watched this with poor Maddie, and she absolutely hated this film. <laughs> so, so I think this probably would have maybe even been better had I not felt bad for putting her through this movie, but it was too late, and I was too captivated <laughs> to turn away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, you know, there, like it was mentioned before, so I'll say, I'll just say it again that, yes, someone had someone. The lead protagonist does have sex with a car. Yeah, and not metaphorically. This is not a metaphor. She has sex with a car. Hot. And then that's not the weirdest thing of the movie. I'll just yeah, say no, that. it's not. That's the tip of the iceberg, my friend. So I uh, French film. It's it's subtitled. So people who are not going to be fans of that, sorry. I think it's still worth it. But uh, yeah. It's uh, and the the lead actress in this is incredible. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, I, that's my number two. Little little nervous to say my number one in a bit because people are gonna be like, "What?" But it is <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, this is uh, I'll just I'll just say before I say my last one when it's my turn. It's this is a strange year. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a strange one. All right, Mike, you convinced me, buddy. Uh, my number one, riding all the way up till here, I had the decision. But I decided it's not fair to the number two because it's not a film to put this as my number one. But uh, my number two is Midnight Mass. Um, I just couldn't do that to the, the movie. Um, that would have been number one because this is not a film. It, it is, in fact, a miniseries. And that's the exact reason I couldn't put it number one either. Although it would be number one if if it was a film. Yes. So, uh, but it has to be said. It has to be watched. It went woefully underwatched because of Squid Game, which is also a good show. But goodness gracious, is this way better than that? Oh yeah. Um, it, it's this is an amazing show. Um, 
I, I cannot tell you how impactful this show was. Um, every second of this I adored. Every, I still think about this movie every day. I, I just, uh, amazing work. Um, Mike Flanagan is, is really, really doing some seriously incredible stuff inconsistently and often. He does yep. not get the credit he deserves. Mike Flanagan is one of the greats that is making movies today. and People need to be on notice, period. Um, so check out Midnight Mass if you haven't even haven't already. Um, even people that I wouldn't typically like would or, or not not people that I know and like that wouldn't that I thought would typically not like this really liked it. Um, Steady Steve gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, uh, he gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, I know friend of the show Steve-O, he gave it a ten. Like he absolutely loved this show. Uh, we were talking about it for a good while uh, the other day. Um, just incredible stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I totally recommend it. My number two is. Midnight Mass. So Jigsaw Jody. <laughs> oh, it's not Jody's turn. Mike, I, I do apologize. The order is hard to keep up with. It's all good. Mike, what is your number one movie? Uh, I, I will say Jigsaw Jody, watch Midnight Mass. You will love it. You really do need to oh, see absolutely. that. Oh, uh, absolutely. That yeah. is, I have the highest of recommendations for that. And I think you will absolutely love it. And, uh, as much as we do you'll you'll see why we broke the rules and made it a, yes. made it a, considered on this list it's just that good that there's a public service i couldn't sleep at night not knowing that i didn't recommend this to the highest potential yeah there's a scene in a boat in that show and what is discussed and what is shown in that boat will stick with you uh long after viewing it so um all right, so enough of Midnight Mass. My number one, and this has been my number one since I saw it. Uh, this was one of the few films this year that when I got done seeing it, I was super excited to talk about this movie with anybody and everybody I could. Um, there's only really been about two or three movies this year that uh, have really just hit me really hard. Uh, and both the enjoyment factor and, you know, and its technical merits. Uh, but my number one is Malignant. This movie is awesome. I love it. Um, had a great time with it. James Wan is a mad bastard for making this movie. Uh, an evil genius, whatever you want to call him. Uh, because it starts out as something and goes in as one thing and then goes way into something else. And the, the tone, you come to find out it's done on purpose. I can't say enough good things. Uh, Malignant's my number one for the year. Heck yeah. Definitely down with that. Love me some Malignant. Jigsaw Jody, what is your number one? Although I think I know what it is. Yep. Well, my, my number one is not going to be anybody else's number one. It probably will not be anybody else's top ten it may not even make anybody's honorable mentions. But I should have a copyright lawsuit claim because it was watching myself more than anything I've ever watched in my life of like watching myself on screen than Sam Raimi's Nightbooks on Netflix. I have watched it so many times or I just, I just put it on just to put it on. Sometimes like when I'm working and things like that for background, but uh, uh, stars Kristen Ritter as a witch. Um, 
basically who like, you know, basically Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. Um, just basically keeps kids trapped to do her bidding in her apartment. And um, the main character is this, you know, he would write scary stories in his little, his little notebook. And um, he, he loves, he has got horror movies and toys and everything all up in his room. And that's his favorite thing. And he loves it. And he's got his little best friend who's supposed to be there to support him and hang with him instead of going off with the cool kids. And keep on loving his, loving the horror movies and monsters and everything like they've done for their whole lives. But then sometimes in real life, things happen and kids do go off to be with the cool kids and you're left behind with, you know, a love and a passion for something and you feel so all alone. So uh, I remember tearing up my little notebook of stories long, long time ago, back in seventh grade. And watching him do it on screen was one of the most heartbreaking things. I've seen a lot of sad movies this year, but nothing was sadder, sadder than me to watch him like rage, tear up all his horror stuff and rip down his posters because all the other kids made fun of him and called him weird and things like that. So uh, it hit me home like no movie this whole other year has hit me. So my number one is the Netflix film Nightbooks with Kristen Ritter. All right. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, but literally nobody else is going to have this on their list. And I'm well aware of that. But 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 there there we are. Yeah, I I, I hear you for sure. Uh, you know, we all have those types of movies that uh, that we like. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. I did think it was a good film. Uh, so there there is that. Um, I did um so either way uh my number one movie is malignant uh same as my so uh, we have the top two basically the same and um again you know I, I i can't hold the fact that it's a different medium against malignant so i gotta put put it as my number one movie of the year uh for horror and uh what a film it's just amazing it is absolutely brilliant um uh me and me and mike and jody we just all really enjoyed it on my birthday podcast i just had to come home and talk about this um and it's huge i mean so many horror fans really love this so um you know it seems to be like the agreement movie i don't know anyone who hasn't liked this movie yet even even steady steve thinks this movie's awesome so so uh you know it, it just it's easily my favorite horror film of the year um it, it just works on all cylinders it's something i've rewatched half a million times it seems and uh yeah totally worth checking out so uh yeah either way until uh yeah so does anyone oh yeah we got some bottom movies to talk about first before we get off of here um so uh, mike do you have anything that pops out at you as terrible of the year no um not really Oh, I do. <laughs> but I'll get into that in just a second. Jigsaw Jody, does anything pop out to you as a terrible movie? Absolutely. Uh, I'll get the obvious one out of the way. Stephen Kang's Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> but that's almost easy pickings because it is what it is and it knows what it is. But it, it fails at, at what it's trying to do. So... Therefore, it, it would make the bottom of the list. I can handle a real cheesy movie that executes it well, 
uh, or some kind of a parody concept if it's done well and done right. But this was lazy, and the jokes were flat and uninspired. So there's that one. That's the easy one out of the way. And then uh, a couple other ones. One is a movie called The Stairs. And simple enough, like direct-to-video fodder kind of thing. Like I wouldn't even like hate on it that much. But this got picked up for a Fathom event with like Q&A with the director and like all of this stuff. And it is boring trash. Um, <laughs> it, I, I went with my friend Greg and we were both in shock of how just flat and boring and stupid it was. And And then, you know, you have to pay... You can't even like use passes and stuff. You have to pay like fourteen dollars for Fathom events. I don't know if your theater chains do Fathom events or if you have any idea what I'm even talking about. No, I know what they are. Yeah, we we have okay. them in St. Louis. It's just uh, obviously the, the small town theater I work at. Doesn't sure. Have any events, but, uh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, so so we had a, we paid premium tickets for this. Like, well, it must be good. Like, usually the stuff picked up by Fathom events is pretty quality, but no. Uh, then just a couple more. A. Oof. I watched this because it was filmed and takes place in Hawaii and I was doing my 50 States of Horror. It's a movie called The Resort. And it is shocking. And this got a theatrical release. So it is shocking how this also got a theatrical release. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure you rate this pretty low too, David. Um, but, And then last but not least, we have a couple of... Uh, just could like on shutter like you know shutter is very whoever curious for shutter does an incredible job but they picked up these two movies one's called whoa and the other one's called Kriya. and it's not that they're necessarily technically merit badly made films it's just films that i was so apathetic and disinterested and could not get engaged in to save my life that i was surprised that shutter picked those up so yeah, those would be I, those would be my worst of the year. I hear you on that one. I, I have Wall was my number eighty four. Uh, yeah, that out of that, how many? Uh, out of ninety one uh, horror films of the year. Yeah. So it's pretty low, pretty dang low. Uh, so my now the movie to avoid the most is Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> if if you don't think this is a horror film, you haven't watched it. You haven't watched it. It is an insipid film. Absolutely ghastly. This is the type of project, and I never say this about movies. I love the art, and I think sometimes things can go awry, but, you know, there's something to them. But, but there's shame to be had here for those that, that got involved in this project. It's horrible. It really is horrible. And, um, you know, I, I was I'm mad at it, still mad about it, that how this got funded existed and how this somehow fit in one of the f only four screens at AMC theaters Farmington is beyond me. I still make fun of him for it today. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's why no, my, uh, worst movie of the year is Dear Evan Hansen. Then the ginger weed man. That was terrible. Uh, death of me, the resort, the unholy, uh, that was terrible. Uh, Deadly Illusions, Bingo, Hell, and Woe are my other ones that I would just recommend. Just just don't watch them. There, there's, I doubt there's much of an audience for any one of those. So, 
Anyway, that's all I've got. Does anyone else else have anything that they want to uh, discuss before we close out the show? Nope, just looking forward to another great year of great shows and talking about movies and oh, upcoming yeah. Scream franchise review and our 2022 sure. preview show. I'm just looking forward to a lot of a lot of upcoming good stuff. Oh yeah, plenty of good stuff. And then of course, uh, the next time uh, y'all hear from us, it'll be our top 10 movies of the year. And then, so we'll have that preview show, The Scream, and then we'll probably start moving into... Uh, some of the Oscar stuff. Uh, I like doing those prediction episodes and stuff like that. That's always really fun. Uh, I always lose. Uh, mostly thanks to old Jigsaw Jody here. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, either way, yeah, I don't I don't have anything else to add. Uh, Mike, do you have anything? Nope. Thanks for listening. It's been a good year for horror movies, and uh, here's to another one. All right. How you think? Have a good one, y'all. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.